Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, friends. How are you? I hope you are all well. I wish I could hear from you. I ask you questions as if you're just there. And yeah, it would be great. I would love to hear from you. Please email me, comment on Patreon. That would be so fun. Any case, I'm in Rome. And I should say that like, oh, it's so exciting. Rome, glamorous. Wow, woo. Rome is a city of legends. Rome is a city of my own personal legends. This is the place where my father and mother lived when I was first a baby. And so it should be exciting on so many levels. It's the place where my crazy young parents decided that they would just roll a column head away from some forum site and use it as a coffee table in their apartment. Yeah, they were nutty kids back in the 60s. (laughs) But no. Rome is not that now. Rome has been so very disappointing this time, and it will be the last time I come. Even Erin, as she was preparing to leave Italy, said that she was grateful for the day she spent in Rome because it made it easier to leave Italy. It's true that leaving directly from beautiful Liguria makes it heart-wrenching. So I'm sitting in my Airbnb, which has been the most expensive one I've had, and next to Molfetta, the most unsatisfactory. When I first came up the stairs, it smelled vaguely of mildew, but I greeted my hostess and at the time I was just so grateful not to be in the car or trudging around with my backpack that I let it slide. But that mildew smell has not gone away. Since then, I have returned to this apartment multiple times, only at night after long days of trudging, and it has grown sadder and sadder each time I come back. It was perhaps a lovely apartment building at one time, and whoever bought it allowed their greed to destroy what might have once been luxurious spaces. The bathroom is so tiny that when I sit on the toilet, I have to round my shoulders forward so as not to be completely wedged between the sink and the cold tile wall. My butt is definitely wedged in. Nothing to do about that. Then there is no toilet paper holder, so the paper sits on the side of the sink and I have to shift around to reach it from my already twisted and hunched position, and it is sometimes damp since it has been sprayed from even the most careful use of the sink. Probably this bathroom was once spacious and luxurious with richly colored Italian tiles or marble floors. In the renovation, they cut it up to create a tiny useless kitchen as well. So sad. The whole place only has two windows on one side, one in the living room and one in the bedroom. It's a dismal hole that no amount of curious wooden antique furniture pieces can make feel warm. The bedroom also was probably once large and bright. I know this because it does have 12-foot ceilings. 
But now they've chopped the footprint down to 10 by 10, so the proportions are all wrong. I lie in my sagging hammock of a mattress at night, thinking this bedroom represents the essence of what is wrong with big cities. Greed and capitalism have reduced the parts that were once charming in an effort to cram in more humans and add to the gross profits. Gross being the operative word. Rome outside these walls is gross. It is a stinking pile of garbage, quite literally. There has been a strike of garbage workers going on for weeks that has left piles of bags in every corner. Yesterday, I even saw a rental bike whose plastic basket on the handlebars was crammed to the top with empty water bottles and sticky ice cream dishes. The trash piles have made me grumpy and disillusioned. It's true. Because, let's face it, we know who controls the garbage pickup in this country. Yes, there, I said it. It's deplorable that they would allow their once glamorous capital to be thus crippled and befouled. Maybe it's their way of trying to drive away the hordes of tourists. At what point will the tourists stop coming? When the flies are so thick that they have to wear netting ghillie suits to keep them from going in their ears and noses? And then will some enterprising young capitalist start selling those at the airport? What will they come up with to avoid the rats who are bound to proliferate soon? Stilt shoes? What would Julius Caesar think now? Marcus Aurelius. Sure, Rome was definitely stinky in their day, but there weren't McDonald's on every important piazza. Last night, with my belly full of a delicious cacio and pepe, okay, yes, I have had some delicious meals, but I passed a McDonald's on my way home, and I actually stopped in the open doorway and loudly barked, shame, shame on you all. You don't come to Rome for a Big Mac. You also don't come to Rome to drive your rental car, let me tell you that. Rome is notorious for being a place where taxi drivers go so fast that red lights are really only a suggestion. This week, however, along with the garbage workers, the taxi drivers are on strike. They march, or rather just loiter in huge groups, in major thoroughfares, blocking off traffic and screaming about Uber. They want the Roman officials to cancer Uber. But these officials would rather allow the city to be bottled up and impassable than say one word against yet one more emblem of capitalism. Shame. Actually, the taxi strike was one of the most interesting events I've seen in Rome, so there's that to be said about it at least. Of course, Siri knows nothing about the taxi strike. The random places where police vans have been parked across the street to block traffic have not been updated to GPS. So, you know, good luck driving in Rome as a visitor. I found this out in a most painful way on my very first day. After a long drive down from Bogliasco, we finally drove into Rome. All was going okay until we neared Erin's hotel and saw the first police barricade. She got out on the corner with daughter and bags in tow and we said we'd meet in an hour for dinner after I packed, and we freshened up. Famous last words. To make an hour's convoluted and infuriating drive very short in the telling, here are the highlights. To start off, I somehow drove across the top of the Spanish steps. That was early on, and I half chuckled to myself trying to sneak across, if that's even possible in a vehicle. Then there was construction which sent me on a series of U-turns 
after which I ended up driving through the Piazza di Popolo. That was not ideal. Then came a series of twists and turns in the Centro Storico, the historical center of town, that is a maze of one-way streets. I found myself to be the lone driver down wider streets that were definitely supposed to be only for pedestrians. But nobody told me that, and Siri insisted that I turn there. I managed to negotiate those at five miles per hour under a hailstorm of dirty looks. Then there were alleyways I drove down where I was sure I was going to hit diners at their tiny cafe tables. My heart racing, I finally turned into an open piazza only to find a line of policemen and a barrier of wooden horses. That's when I started to cry. The policemen tried to help, but essentially ended up asking, do you know any of the landmarks that I'm telling you? And I blubbered, no. He pointed me the way out to a main road, at least, where I pulled over and answered Aaron's many texts about where we should dine now. An hour had passed. I told her that I had resolved to drive to the airport and turn in the fucking car, and then I remembered the taxi strike. Now, in tears, I was going to have to also figure out the metro? Impossible. I sat there and breathed and tried to calm down, and meanwhile my hostess for the apartment was also texting me to get my ETA. I decided to give it one more try, and this time, because I was already on the outskirts of town, I found the parking garage fairly easily, since it was also on the periphery. So yesterday, after I dropped Aaron and Thalia off at the airport, yeah, remember that taxi strike? I spent a lovely day driving out in the surrounding countryside and swimming in a volcanic lake. And upon returning, when Siri gave me a tangled pile of spaghetti as a route back to my garage, I knew enough to trick her out of that mess. Well... I might have once again driven over the top of the Spanish steps, but I bet the taxi drivers do that too. So there's my crazy story about Rome, and I'm looking forward to getting off to the English countryside on Saturday. I hope you'll join me for that. Sorry for the rant. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.